Welcome, one and all, to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 87, and with me this week we have Zach Miller Hello. from the Frozen North. Frozen North, it's negative six. Oh, man. That's brutal. It really is. <laughs> is we it? haven't left the house today. Well, um, hopefully it'll warm up, but man. Yeah. The dogs are antsy. <laughs> they want to go on a walk, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, do you have like huskies or, uh, or, or? Uh, we have a corgi and a golden retriever, and the golden retriever is my parents' dog. We're we're dog sitting, so. Uh, okay. The corgi's got a pretty good coat of hair, but he okay. doesn't like uh, walking around in the snow that's up to his, you know, up to his ears. Ew, it's that bad up there. Okay, well. <laughs> This is not the snow report, fortunately. This is Radio Trivia, <laughs> so uh, warm up around your computer and listen to some good tunes. Yeah. Here we go. Was your first song? It's a good tune, right there. It is a very good tune. I will not give any hints. No. Beautiful. Very. It's surprising. Surprisingly good. What, 8-bit can't be beautiful? Oh, yeah. you know how it is. All right. Well, we have a question here, and uh, Zach, why don't you do the honors? All right. Uh, well, folks, compared to its contemporaries from the same franchise, what battle system is conspicuously missing from this game? Mm. Puzzling.
very similar to the first song, but they are different. They are. That that track is one of my easily one of my favorite pieces of music in the whole series. Well, folks, uh, I tried to be strong. Uh, we made it through twelve episodes without this franchise. <laughs> but really, twelve? Holy crap! That's right. The the last episode with uh, a game in this franchise was episode seventy three, um, and so you know, not excluding seventy three. I believe that comes out to the 12 episodes and because wow. because uh, this episode obviously does have Castlevania. Yes. This is Castlevania The Adventure for the Game Boy, which yep. I could have sworn we've used before, but my records say we haven't. So it must have been from a live episode uh, that I did near oh, the end of maybe. that run. Um, but uh, yes, well, this is a Castlevania game. might be the only good thing about this game. Is, now, is this the first Game Boy game? Yep. Okay, first game. It was a launch title. Oh wow! Oh, that says something. Yes. Yeah. Yikes. The uh, the Game Boy sequels were better, but still not good. <laughs> so what made this game so terrible? Well, it had uh, rampant, unbelievably horrible slowdown. Like when more than two two character sprites were on the screen at the same time, it just slugged down. <laughs> and uh, and then when you when you uh, you know the very old Castlevania games had this pixel perfect jumping. Right. Uh, so when you couple that with really bad slowdown, it it gets pretty brutally bad. Oh, yeah. it, 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 I, I got my Game Boy when I was maybe eight or nine, and uh, and I got this game with it, and it took me a year, if not a little more, to power through that game and beat it. Wow! Uh, largely because of that, I, I could actually get to the fourth and last level just fine, but there are whole sequences in that level where there are spikes on every wall and floor and ceiling, mm-hmm. and you have to jump between little tiny platforms that move around uh so it's it's a brutally difficult game i can't recommend it to anybody but the music is phenomenal for what it is i mean launch game boy game for god's sake well it it made very good use of the stereo uh sound which a lot of developers just sort of ignored it it really does i I know you couldn't hear it over skype but uh, there's some good stereo effects in there and that's something new that they couldn't do on the nes so uh they clearly at least pushed the <laughs> they pushed the hardware. Right. Maybe it was a bad thing for uh, the graphics. The rest of the game <laughs> suffered. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, the game looks really good. Um, if you if you take away the slowdown, if it, if you, they could fix that, the game looks fantastic. Um, and they didn't really change the look of the next two games. Um, but uh, yeah, just God. The slowdown is just so brutal. Now, um, I, I wonder if this will be a launch title for uh, the virtual console for uh, 3DS. I wondered that myself, yeah. And if they fix it, if they fix it up, yeah, I could see that. Be, I'd buy that. Yeah, except they seem to want to keep it uh, very classic, you know, because they're doing the 50 hertz thing in Europe. Oh. And the oh, slowdown yeah. in other games are, are uh, still there. It seems like they want to preserve the slowdown. In a lot of the games, so... Well, why wouldn't you, you know? Why yeah. make it any better? I know. Someone, uh, the, someone might the, complain. <laughs> the, the purists, yeah. yeah. The one the one thing, I'll, one other thing I'll say about this game is the music must be pretty good. I mean, Konami must think the music's pretty good because uh, I'm a special edition whore, and when, when Portrait of Ruin came out, there was that really actually nice special edition that came with the soundtrack CD and... Hmm. Uh, various other things. It had a little Simon Belmont figure wow. that falls over all the time. Um, <laughs> but on the soundtrack CD was that last track that we that you played, and uh, uh, so they must think it's it's pretty worthwhile to put on the track with all the other various Castlevania CD, yeah. uh, you know, tracks. I like I, I like the soundtrack a lot. I I would like the game a lot more if it uh, if it was not so broken. Well, we can only uh, wish and hope, but uh, God knows that Nintendo will not do it. No. They will not. Might not even get on the service. Yeah. I think it will. I think it will. I hope it does. I I hope the other two do, too, because they both, all three of them had really limited runs, and I was never able to play the third one. Castlevania Legends with Sonya Belmont. Hmm. Well, another time for that game. Yes. All right, let's go on to the second game here. Let's do it.
fun time. Yay. I was wondering when this uh, would make it onto Radio Trivia Podcast. Next song. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Just pensive is maybe the right word. Very there you pensive. Go. Yes. You can ponder over this question as well. Oh. Which transformation allows you to surf and snowboard? Bumblebee. No, no, no. The bumblebee couldn't get in water. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. This is a good game. Uh, it's better for the first few hours. Well, okay. Well, the music's very good from this game. Oh, yeah. The music's great. Um, so and, this, very, uh, and very diagnostic of the developer. It is, especially that last song. Um, mm-hmm. This is a game made by Goodfeel, which means it's basically either Wario Land, Shake It, or, or Kirby's Epic Yarn. <laughs> Since we've, we've used, already used the first, the first one, one yeah. this is Kirby's Epic Yarn for Wii, which is full of piano, very, very full of piano yeah, music, it is. and it it has perhaps the most laid-back soundtrack I have ever heard, <laughs> at least from Nintendo. I mean, yeah. it's especially for a platformer, it has a lot of really kind of slow, pensive songs, like the second one. And it's it's jazzy, but not in the same way that Wario Land was. No, it has a lot of this sort of piano jazz. I had a very hard time choosing three songs uh, from this game. In fact, there was one I was sure I was going to use that um, I just wound up not using because it sounded too similar to uh, the, the third one. But um, yeah, this game has a great artwork and has great music. Uh, the gameplay I like, yeah, it gets maybe a little old after a while. It's certainly not a challenging game. Yeah, but, I think uh, the whole game overstays its welcome a little bit. Really? I, I disagree. I think it's very cute, and, and it actually has new things that it does with its visual style uh, as the game progresses. Well, that's true, but don't do any of the little challenge mini-games. That gets old No, fast. no, don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah, I, I learned that after the first try. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> right. I did them all because I'm an idiot. Why? I, I thought I'd unlock something, and, mm. and I told Neil that, and he said, are you kidding me? Oh, man. No, the, the game's I, great, you, you get but the, the extra stuff really isn't. No, but the, yeah, the core game is fantastic. Yeah, and definitely it's worth unlocking the bonus stages, um, the ones where you have to get a, a certain point value or oh, higher yes. on the boss. Those yeah. are definitely worth it. But uh, yeah, any of the bonus minigame stuff, forget it. But I mean, that was pretty much the case for every, every Kirby game. Um, sure. So, yeah, what do you expect? The, uh, the music from that last the last tune was the rally car levels, and those are my favorite. Yes. Um, most of the... Uh, Kirby games generally reuse so many songs that this game is an amazing... <laughs> Huge it, departure. Yeah, I mean, it, pretty much every level has unique new music. And, and where they don't have new music is at the very end of the game where they start introducing more of the Kirby themes. You're like, oh yeah, I remember this is supposed oh, to be yeah, what a Kirby game a Kirby is. Game. Yeah, so uh, I thought that was really clever how they did that, frankly. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that Goodfield did a very good job with this game. Um, maybe it isn't for everyone just because the difficulty level is pretty low. Um, but I, I think it's a fun romp, and especially if you have someone else you can play some of the game with, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, two player can be fun. I played it. Uh, with my brother for a while, and we, we had fun. Mm-hmm. You can pick each other up and throw each other around, which is, for some yep. reason, a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I, I like that it's like a portable... Your your partner's a portable block that you can use at any time to destroy That's them. true. <laughs> but, Doing uh, Prince Fluff. Yeah. And I love that narrator. The narrator oh, yeah. who does the in-between scenes. Those are He's great. Mm-hmm. I, I think the presentation is very well done, which is kind of tragic how poor Other M was which was released oh, in yeah. relatively the same time frame and it did such a great job localizing Kirby Epic Yarn and for some reason or other they wanted to go the crappy Japanese anime style with Other M yeah. uh, both in Japan and in America and uh, man did it hurt really did yeah. and did, did it was it localized were they both localized by the same people I have no idea uh, how localization teams were done but uh, yeah, bleh for Metroid's yeah. localization. Yeah. Anyway, there, there are a lot of transformations in Kirby's Epic Yarn. I think you mentioned the rally car, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there are a couple other ones that are really fun. One of them I like a lot is the penguin. And there's yep, l- one level cool. that's like entirely penguin going down a, a ski slope that reminded me a lot of... Yoshi's uh, Island. Yoshi's Island, yeah. And uh, I, I think that's like the best... One of the best little parts of the game out there. Um... And uh, so the penguin's the answer to the bonus question. But uh, there's just a lot of little touches that remind me of Yoshi's Island, although Yoshi's Island was a much harder game than 
and Kirby's Epic Yarn. Sure. But yeah, it, a similar, not similar visual style, but the same kind of playing with the uh, aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. I really want Goodfield to do the next Kirby game. And they're not going to do another Kirby game. They're going to try Oh, I'm else. sorry. I mean Yoshi game. I want them to do the next Yoshi's Island. They might. They might. They might be sick of doing platformers. And my concern yeah. is that if Nintendo keeps like pushing them in that direction, they might walk away and work for a different publisher more. Yeah, that's true. But um, we'll see. Like I, I've said it several times, but I think they would be great for a Star Fox game. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they certainly like um, 2D shooters. They squeezed a little bit into Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah, they did. Vertical uh, and horizontal. Yeah, that's right. So Those levels were cool. Yeah. So I, I think that there's a possibility there. I think there is. Yep. Whether they have the manpower or interest to do a 3D game, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they could do something really crazy with the Star Fox visual style, too. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, Star Fox's uh, epic uh, denim. They already did that with, with Kirby. Yeah. They'd have to do something. I guess there are denim levels in Kirby, aren't there? Darn. I guess they could do like a cel shaded Star Fox. They could do a Star Fox in the style of the old Beatles uh, animated videos. We can all. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, Kirby's Epic Yarn, a lot of fun. A very cute game. Yeah, yeah. Sh- check it out. Definitely worth trying. I-, I think it's worth buying just for the visual style. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a short game, but I-, I don't mind that. I think it's worth it. Okay, third game. This is a listener request. Any thoughts? Uh, I can probably tell you what kind of a game it is and where this takes place, but I got nothing else. More pensive music, apparently. Mm, yes, it's a very pensive episode. Mm. Well, I know you don't know what game this is, but uh, why don't you go ahead and read the question anyway? All right. Uh, what character from this game makes a cameo in Super Smash Bros. Brawl as a trophy?
All right, so we have a confused Zach Miller here, I think. I am so confused. <laughs> Do you have any guesses as to what game this could be? Tell me uh, the genre, and I'll try. I'll throw out a guess. I'm not even sure what genre this falls under. <laughs> um, in fact, is it I'm an not RPG? Gonna... No, although you would think so based on the music, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's why. That's yeah. Well, I got nothing. This is Sim City for the Super Nintendo. Wow. Which uh, I think was developed by Nintendo, or at least co-developed by Nintendo. I, I believe you're right. Um, which might explain some of the music and, and the fact that it's has a cameo in Brawl. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, the cameo is from Doctor Wright, who named after Will Wright, who was the right. apparently the mayor's assistant in the Super Nintendo game. Gotcha. And uh, I never played the Super Nintendo game. I played it on the PC and I think a version on the Mac as well. Yeah, I, I didn't play it on the SNES. Uh, I didn't get into the series till 2000. So, I, mean, I don't know how similar the Super Nintendo game is to the PC version. I, I don't know. I mean, the version I played on PC, you like basically laid out blocks of residential areas and you laid out like your, your streets. Basically, just playing the mayor, apparently over a long period of time. So maybe you're more like a dictator mayor. <laughs> if you're able to like grow your tower from a little village to a megalopolis, uh, and you're the same the same person throughout all that time, one has to wonder. You do. It may be a police state. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but I like it now. So uh, I never really I played some city lot, but I never really got it. I just sort of fooled around. I think I used to play more of like the scenarios. They sometimes had scenarios where you're just supposed to like, you know, survive a tornado or something like that. And that's because I, I guess I never really had the patience to build up a city or was never good enough. In 2000, there was like a, there was a mode where it didn't, you could just put down residential, industrial, and commercial zones at your leisure and build up the landscape however you wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, for free and then once you press like start then your city started coming to life and then you had to worry about money and at that point I started losing interest I see yeah actually I probably played more time building my uh, areas in some city 2000 than anything just like building little hills and putting lots of trees everywhere right yeah bridges to nowhere you know I mean, I don't really get into the whole customization thing, but there was a brief period of time when I was really into like, building your own levels and worlds. Right. So I think that game and there was some golf game where you could uh, courses. Build a course? Nice. I think it was for DOS, actually, the, the game I played. But you could build your own courses and change the elevation. And I always had these weird tricked out courses. That's cool. And I got on my system and I've never had the urge to build my own custom levels ever since. Yeah, the, the only custom levels I've ever made were in Mega Man Powered Up, and they weren't even very good. I will say I do enjoy Johnny's absurd brawl level, which uh, he and I have played on a couple of games, where you're constantly falling into his pit of spikes. Because <laughs> all the platforms collapse as soon as you touch them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Falling. It's pretty crazy. That sounds fun. It was supposed to be a joke level, but it actually makes for interesting moments. I'll bet it does. But uh, SimCity, yay. Yay. So Don and 120 both requested this. And if you want to request your games, uh, email me at toip at nintendoworldreport.com or click on the link to the email form, which I have uh, on the page for Radio Trivia episode. So check it out. Let's go on to the fourth game.
freaky. What is going on in this game? Well, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you based on the <laughs> box art of this game. How about that? All right. All right. So, so the box art for this game advertises it as a mega battle versus the comic book hero's arch nemesis. Who is the arch nemesis of this game? Hmm. I know the answer to the question. All right. Subtlety. Subtlety? That's yes. a that's a arch nemesis? It, well, I don't know. Are you are you trying to say that the music is very boisterous or something? It is. It's very oh. boisterous. Yes. Oh, okay. Well uh, Holy crap though. It gets yeah. good music, but it like pumps you up. <laughs> yeah, I guess not the right thing to be listening to in the evening, huh? <laughs> well, this is a game called Wolverine, based off of the uh, X-Men character. Oh, wow. It's for the NES, and it's the distinctive sounds of Jeff Falling making that music happen. Hmm. Um, I don't know NES, what... you say? Yeah, I know. Very few composers use the NES sound capacity in that manner, but it can be done. It sounded like an SNES game to me. Oh, to me it sounded like, almost like an Atari game, <laughs> except oh, okay. on steroids, but... <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's it's an NES game. Um, Wolverine is a very difficult game from what I can surmise. Uh, it's a action platformer in which you're jumping around and you're punching guys as Wolverine, and uh, you don't have very long range and you're just punching, so you basically have to get right in their face and they'll shoot you and all that stuff. So like Link um, with his tiny little sword in Zelda 2? Kind of, except uh, much more painful, I think, because uh, oh. a lot more is going on at once. Oh, I see. Um, the action's a little more zoomed out. I never really had too much of a problem with that in, in Zelda 2. But um, this game is busy. Uh, you, well, you know how most NES games, or, or most video games in general, once you're hit, there's a period of time when you won't get you're hurt. Invincible. You're invincible. Yeah. Well, not in this game. Yeah. Uh, in this game, uh, you're hurt as long as you are in danger. So oh, if, you, if you're on like a a pit of spikes or something. As long as you're touching those spikes, you're taking damage. Um, similarly, Perfect. if you're walking through like a swinging axe thingy uh, swinging from the ceiling, you'll continue to get hurt as you're passing through that. Yeah. Um, 
Also, I think you consume some of your energy or life when you pull out your blades. You know, the Wolverine has his, has blades that come out of his hands. I, I'm sorry, I don't know the uh, the actual term for this because I'm not I, an I don't either. But uh, apparently, you to pull those out and take and give more damage, you have to consume some of your energy. So it's like the uh, like using a special attack. Yeah, it is in uh, old games. Yeah, I actually now that you bring that up, I think I've actually played this game. Long time ago. Yeah, it seems like a pretty hard-ass game um, with a lot of really difficult timing and baddies that kind of shoot and then disappear, then come back, shoot, disappear. Uh, I don't know. It just seems very difficult from what I've seen. But uh, the the nemesis is uh, Sabretooth. Oh, of course. Sabretooth. Does, now, does Wolverine look like his comic book counterpart in the game? Is he all with the spandex and the? I, I guess so. I mean, it's zoomed out pretty far in this game, so oh. um, maybe in cutscenes. I, I don't know. Gotcha. Um, sorry. Oh. Anyway, this this re- was requested by Stephen Ronsley, who was my uh, roommate way back when. Oh right. So on. thank you, Stephen. Steve, as I call you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we have one more game which I selected for some god awful reason. Oh, that that makes me happy there where you say that. Yeah. that hokey happy happy joy joy Melody might haunt some people. I think I've played this game. Well, here's a question that may or may not help you. Mm-hmm. This series is confusingly called by what name in Japan, as opposed to uh, in the United States? Hmm.
Happy time. Wow, it is on the tip of my tongue. I've played this before or some version of it. I'm sure you have played some version of this game. Is this Bust-A-Move? It is a Bust-A-Move game. Yes! But it's not one I've played. Is it the new Wii one? No, this is Bust-A-Move 99 for the Nintendo 64. Wow. Which uh, I never played. I actually played a different Bust-A-Move also for the N64. (laughs) There's so many of these, and they're all so similar. Um... I guess it was Bust and Move 2 Arcade Edition must have been what I played on the N64. It was an earlier one. Hmm. Um, and had this sort of branching path thing going for it on the single-player mode. I think I played um, that, too. Yeah. But this mo- this one I didn't play. Apparently, uh, this one uh, has a lot more animation for like the different opponent characters and cool. Japanese exclamations, which were not localized. And um, <laughs> I guess the strongest thing going for this version is it had four-player. Oh, that's Which, nice. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was on the N64, so it had four-player, unlike uh, the first one. And s- as far as I'm aware, that's the sole reason why they probably released this game. <laughs> so they could, Because they could sell a four-player version of it. But uh, Bust and Move is known as what in Japan, Zach? Uh, bubble Bobble Pop? Ooh, see, sure. that's the confusion. See, it's Puzzle Bobble with a P. Puzzle, Puzzle Bobble. I ah, gotcha. Not to be confused with Bubble Bobble, which is... They use the same characters. They use the same character, Bub and Bob. And uh, so this game is kind of a themed spinoff to that, that game. Um, but the names are so close that people kind of confuse the two. Yeah. Because... Bubble Bobble is sort of a puzzle game, too, in a weird way. So Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Bust a Move is Puzzle Bobble. Bubble Bobble, I think, is known as Bubble Bobble everywhere. Yeah, Bust a Move has uh, more than one musical track. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> now, it's funny you mention that because all the different versions of Bust a Move have pretty much the same soundtrack. Maybe they added a uh, song or two. But I own the Japanese version of Puzzle Bobble, uh, hence it's called Puzzle Bobble for DS. And it has kind of updated versions of a lot of the songs in this game. Um, But I think they changed the soundtrack entirely in North America. I don't know if that was a Majesco move or or what. But I pulled up the soundtrack, and it sounds good, but it does not sound like a a Puzzle Bobble game. And and I'm pretty sure I own this game, the Japanese version of it. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know what the story is there. Weird. Yeah. I always liked the Bust and Move games. There was a... You know, my first experience with it was back in, mm, must have been high school or earlier, there was an arcade cabinet back when we had an arcade in town, but it didn't have anything to do with the Bubble Bobble characters. It was just kind of a mechanical uh, 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 pointer, and they weren't necessarily bubbles, they were just colored orbs, and they were just interesting looking backgrounds. Was this, a, was video? Still, this is a video game? This is an arcade cabinet, and it was still called Busta Move. Weird. But uh, it had, aside from the you know gameplay, it had nothing to do with with Bub, Bub and Bob and huh. and that music. I mean, it was it was kind of technoy music too. So it was almost like a I don't know a, a very off? first North American. Well, it was called Busta Move though. So I don't know. Huh. Well, I mean, I, I, I too for some snare case, it was one of the few arcade games I enjoyed playing, even though I sucked at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like most arcade games I just hate and even now when I walk into an arcade there's all these games I'm not interested in playing any one of them I'm just a picky right. guy and arcade games generally don't appeal to me even like Donkey Kong I'll like sit down like ooh ooh Donkey Kong and I'd be like oh yeah this game's really hard I <laughs> so, suck at this game <laughs> I suck yeah. at this game I'll stop so um, <laughs> it's like I can play Mario Brothers for a while if I find an old Mario Brothers arc ca- cabinet or yeah. if I find uh, Mario Brothers Versus in Japan, I, I was able to play that for a while, but most arcade games are just like, ugh, I suck. Yeah, and they cost money. And they cost a lot of money. I like that. I've played the uh, arcade Mario Brothers, and it's uh, surprisingly different from it the is. NES game. It's fun. It's just hard to play with that joystick. It just feels so different. It is, and there's that stupid timer. Yeah. Must to move. So uh, that closes it. That's the end of this episode. Uh, remember, send me your uh, requests. Check out Zach. Zach, you you should be pimping me? your own. Come on, P- pimp oh, okay. your own podcast, man. Some pimp your own podcast. Uh, every week, I uh, except the week I was in Hawaii, 
Every week I'm on the NWR newscast with Andy Gergen, uh, Nathan Mustafa, and it was some other guy. Uh, and um, we talk about news, and we're going weekly now. Um, we used to be every other week, but now we have to figure out content uh, to fill every week. So what we're doing is every other week we're going to do the actual news. Um, and then the weeks in between we're going to do like a special show like coming up this week I'm, I'm actually not sure what we're doing we better figure it out but we're going to talk about Donkey Kong Country 3 uh, we're all going to play that and talk about it I like that um, game people give it crap but it's a good game it has its moments okay. why isn't it Donkey Kong why is it stupid baby Kong I, I don't know I, I mean I, I gave him some leeway there it was rare I yeah. enjoyed the game Kitty Kong whatever it had it, it definitely has its moments, but uh, um, Donkey Kong Country 2 is the best one. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to think up something different every other week, and then the weeks between are going to be actual news. Oh, Neil Ronahan, that's the last guy who's on. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's get off the air. <laughs> All right, so yeah, check it out. Check it out, folks. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. The Adventure is copyright 1989 Konami. Kirby's Epic Yarn is copyright 2000 Nintendo. SimCity is copyright 1989 Maxis, 1991 Nintendo. Wolverine is copyright 1991 Marvel Entertainment, LJN. Busta Move 99 is copyright 1996 to 1999 Taito. Hey, I wonder if that rap song is inspired by this game. <laughs> Busta Move!